welcome to the New Creators Podcast. Uh, my name is Micah. I'm Ethan. And I'm Judah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so uh, this episode is a, a little different than what we previously envisioned it as. Um, we were not able to have uh, Perrin and his brother on the podcast again um, due to scheduling uh, co- uh, conflicts. And then last minute, uh, Sean also let us know that he wasn't going to be able to make it to the episode. Uh, but we do get to have um, Judah Brown, uh, also known as Orbital Dev or Velocity, on the podcast. Uh, so, Judah, why don't you do? Why don't you introduce yourself a little bit? Um, I'm Judah. I write code, music, and words. Um, at least that's what my bio says. <clears throat> and I'm in. A, I'm a high schooler. So, unlike both of you, um, you're both in college or something like that, right? Yes, we're both old. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, Thank you're you. old. <laughs> exactly. You can know who's speaking because I'm the high-pitched voice in the background. Uh, <laughs> well, hey, and that's okay. My quality is probably significantly less. <laughs> anyway. Uh, it's it's honestly, good. It's, it's good. probably just about on par with... With ours. We're not known for our <laughs> professional audio, so... <laughs> it's, it's what Micah's saying. Not we're, yet. We're using our $50 Walmart mics, so... Yeah, I mean you're 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 pretty much in the same boat, man. Um, you sure. Yeah, so that's basically me. I'm I run Linux. I'm really a fan of open source software. Yeah, we like open source on the podcast. We're big open source fans. That's cool. Um, yeah. Okay. So, um, <clears throat> regarding the response to previous episodes, uh, we've got some analytics, I believe, from Anchor. Let me see what I can do here. Uh, let's see if I can log in. Let's see we'll, we'll grab the right ones this time. I gotta say, we've had some problems in the past with uh, not having the right analytics. Let's see here. Mm, that might work. Let's see here. Yes. Okay. Awesome. So uh, our last episode, uh, which was the uh, a- about AI and Audi. Uh, I believe, right? Yeah, that was episode six. Um, yeah, we got about 30 plays on that within the last 30 days, which was nice. Uh, we took a nice break, uh, so happy new year to all our listeners out there. Uh, it is 2023. That's kind of crazy. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. so let's get started. Um, so first, let's get started off with a few questions with Judah. So, uh, so uh, we met on uh, the Scratch social media platform. Uh, social coding platform uh, a while back years and years ago when i was still extremely active on there um but uh so judah what got you like started into uh coding or uh just technology in general so my grandpa was a computer repair guy and he did lots of infrastructure stuff so like he worked in hospitals and other businesses who were setting up their computer systems and he lived like right next door or in the same city for most of my childhood. And so that's what really got me into technology. Uh, He taught me how to program in basic, uh, but my my first programming language that was, well, quote unquote language was scratch. And so, yeah, Mm -hmm. that's what really got me into computing. And then after a while, uh, he actually was the one who got me into Linux because I, we were talking about computers, and then one day he told me about this other system called Linux, and me, being the curious kid that I am, wanted to try it out. So that's what got me started. 
That's cool. My dad got me hooked on Linux. We were trying to find like a laptop for me to do school on, and uh, and we found like one of the old laptops in his closet. And he was like, "You know what? I bet if we switch this over to Linux, it could run a whole lot faster." Uh, so uh, we I, we started messing with that, and I ran like Ubuntu. It was like fourteen point oh four at that point uh, on that laptop. It was it was quite fun. Uh, yeah, very cool. So uh, let's talk about a little bit of stuff we've been uh, we've been working on. So, Ethan, why don't you uh, why don't you start us Take off? Take it away. What have you been working on? Yeah. Um, well, I I guess I switch over to the light side. Uh, goodbye, iPhone. <laughs> that uh, ah, you left iPhone. I did. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I call I mean, it the dark side. As as yeah, I, I, the. Uh, well, he switched. He switched from he switched from the dark side to the light yeah. side. Oh well, I I call Android the dark side because I the rest of my family is on iPhone. So oh well, oh, then I, I, I guess we can call it the dark side then. <laughs> yeah, that's the same thing for me. The gray side. The, the rest of my family is on iPhone, and I was just like, you know what? This podcast. It's time to buy a cool phone. Like, I've got to say, this podcast generally tends to lean more towards the the Android centric. So exactly. Uh, so Android's definitely more of the light side on here. I think me, Ethan, and Sean all have uh, Android phones, like Samsung's or Pixels. But uh, anyway, yeah. What else are you working um, on? Ethan? And then I'm actually working with uh, with um, Cody Claus, or otherwise known as Astro Pulse, uh, on social media platforms. And we're actually working on a development competition right now, uh, where you can, uh, where you know it's like themed rounds, right? Uh, and the website's going to be the greatest.dev. Uh, yes, I own that. Uh, and <laughs> it's going to be, you know, we, we've thought about implementing some sort of chat GPT thing into there. So, like, you have to use chat GPT to write some of your code, which could be pretty cool. That's cool. Since, you know, chat GPT can write code and translate it from <laughs> language to language w- within minutes. Yeah, I saw that yeah. uh, the other day uh, that uh, Stack Overflow had banned uh, ChatGPT in, uh, like, responses. Like, you could not use ChatGPT. Yeah, no, it's, it's like... For responses like insane. that. It's insane. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Uh, but, yeah, so I'm uh, something yeah. with that, and if you win it, you'll get, like, that domain, like, forwarded to your website for, like, a year. <laughs> huh. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, hey, that's like actually like a good idea for the competition. That's a like neat prize. I like that. Very cool. Yeah. All right, Judah. Well, why don't you why don't you uh, resume? What have you uh, been working on? Speaking of our websites, <clears throat> I've been working on rebuilding mine. It looks really cool, and it's currently up at stg.judahbrown.xyz. Um, it mostly just matches the new color palette that I made for a wallpaper on my phone. <laughs> I really like it. And then um, yeah, I've seen it. I'm I'm a huge fan of the the design. It's very, it's very modern, but also like very unique. It's not like your stereotypical portfolio. I like the uh, like the, is it uh? Did you use a blend mode or is it just like nested backgrounds that like when um, you scroll down? There's like that neat scroll effect. I used a fixed background. That's how I got that to look like that. That's I was gonna do, cool. I was gonna do a parallax background, but that was, I'm too lazy to do that. <laughs> um, yeah, and then that's, also, no, that's super cool. Over the break, I've been working on uh, setting up some servers, like home servers, so I can self-host more of my data. Oh. And so, like, now I have a Vault Warden instance in the NextCloud, so that's pretty cool. Nice. I've, I've been looking to get the NextCloud set up. 
because it, it looks amazing. And then also, I'm not... so... oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. I was just going to say, I'm not familiar with Nextcloud. What is Nextcloud? I'm going to oh. use that. So Nextcloud, um, it's basically like an alternative to Google Workspace or like Google Drive, and you can uh, self-host contacts, uh, calendar your files and stuff. It's really cool. If you want to check it out, I think it's like oh, nextcloud.com. Cool. I 100% recommend Very self-hosting cool. it. Um, gotcha. And also some friends from Hat Club and I have been working on a project called Maily, uh, whose name was not inspired by Wally at all. And it's, uh, you know, like <laughs> Mastodon uses ActivityPub. It basically builds on some of those concepts to create a new mail system. Uh, it's really cool in concept, but uh, there's some disagreements with how to implement it, really. It's not like disagreements, like, mm -hmm. I'm going to fight you. But it's more just like, how are we going to implement this questions? You know, so yeah. it's not 100% working yet. So, and then... Very yeah. cool. When, when you say, sorry, when you say you're doing like stuff with Hack Club, right? Um, is this mm -hmm. like, a, you working with like, a team because I mean, I've I've looked into like Hat Club before. Uh, I actually have a Zoom meeting with someone from the Hat Club team uh, on Wednesday. Uh, but like, <laughs> what 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 exactly like are you doing for for Hat Club? Okay, so it's just me and somebody else from Hat Club. His name's Reese Armstrong. Oh, he's pretty cool. Yeah, nice. uh, and we just came up with this idea because we're both nerds who like open source stuff in Mastodon, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So it's like a Mastodon-inspired email protocol. Yeah, really? you could say that. It's more activity pub inspired though, so. Okay, gotcha. Very Fine cool. distinction. <laughs> Alright. And then, yeah, uh, okay. last, it wasn't last week, it was last week of last week, okay. Two weeks ago, I rediscovered the amazing world of Notion, and I set up this whole Notion notebook that I can just do all of my songwriting in. It's amazing. And totally didn't stay up till 3 a.m. building it. Good use of time. <laughs> I feel that. That's cool. And then I also yeah, got a guitar. I'm working on some composition. I'm working on some like, composition type stuff as well. Not really songwriting, but co uh, composition stuff. I'm looking forward to sharing that. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I've been working on uh, not a lot. Thank goodness, because uh, <laughs> I've had my Christmas break. I just uh, I just got back to college yesterday, um, so uh, I've been kind of getting back into the groove. But over the break, I had a little bit of free time to work on some stuff, um, mostly waste of mobile, which, uh, again, if you're not familiar, we talk a lot about waste of money, the social media platform um, on this podcast, and that's at wasteof.money. So waste of mobile is a mobile client for waste of money. And I have some really cool news to share about that, that... Um, in fact, Waste of Mobile at the moment is like a third-party client, uh, but I have word from Jeffalo that within the next few weeks, it will become the official uh, Waste of Money mobile app, uh, which means that we'll get stuff that's like not possible to implement in like a third-party way, like um, GitHub and Google like uh, authentication uh, and stuff like that. Uh, that is, it's not possible to implement from a third-party perspective. So I'm super excited for that. Um, and then aside from that, like I said, I've been doing some composition stuff. Uh, I may possibly try to do some like vocal recording stuff soon uh, when I get my microphone in uh, this Friday. Uh, so I don't know. We'll see about that. Uh, depends on if I actually have something worthwhile to record. But uh, yeah, 
I published a song on SoundCloud the other day called uh, Oaken. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, just an orchestral piece uh, that I had a lot of fun with. Uh, so, yeah, that that's it. Uh, SoundCloud.com slash MicahLT. Uh, if y'all want to take a listen to that, it's uh, quite fun. Uh, yeah, but I think that's about it. I've been mainly just kind of relaxed and enjoying my break, and now I'm getting ready to move back into the school year. Cool. Yeah, that sounds nice. I obviously didn't take a break over winter, as you can tell from my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've been you've been busy. You've been busy. Alrighty. Well, let's talk about uh, some interesting stuff we've seen in the news lately, um, in tech news, design news, etc. Um, so one of the things uh, I saw this really interesting headline from The Verge. Uh, it says where's f- where was 5G at CES 2023? So CES is the I believe it's Com- Consumer Electronics Summit, right? Yeah. Uh, am I correct in saying that? Uh, yeah. Uh, so something like that, Computer Electronics. Yeah. Uh, so uh, generally at C- uh, CES is where uh, all the biggest companies go to share their latest technological developments and stuff like that. Um, and like in the previous in previous years, there's been a lot of hype about 5G, which we've talked about a little bit in the podcast, I believe. Uh, but uh, this year at CES, there there wasn't like any mention of uh, 5G devices uh, or like why, how 5G is going to revolutionize uh, the the uh, computing industry, like there has been. Um, so the Verge is, had just has like a really good article about like why that is, um, and I think the main reason, the main thing I got out of the article is that it's not as good. Well, there's two things. Number one, it's not new anymore, so it's like everyone everyone's phone plans like includes five G now, so it's not like that special anymore. But also, five G is like not as good as we thought it was going to be or at least and in its current form it's just not fast enough and we were told like it's going to replace wi-fi because it's like this fast but like now there's like there's so many variants we've got like 5g 5g plus 5g ultra wide band like all these different weird variants so who knows i don't know it's it's I don't know. It's a it's a weird situation because and on one hand I'm sure at some point five G will become relevant, but I think right now five G is just not really relevant. And I think this is a really good example of that. Yeah. Yeah. And then what happened? We had another topic there. Where'd it go? Hold up. Okay. I guess not. Uh okay, so it looks like we're moving on to our primary topic which is AI art. And uh, we said we were going to talk about this a while ago. Uh, I'm a little bit sad that Sean's missing this because he uh, seems really interested um, in talking about it. But um, but yeah, so we're going to just talk a little about a little bit about uh, AI art, generative art, um, and the controversy surrounding that. Is it useful? Is it moral? Is it worth it? Um, and just talk a little bit about that from a creator's perspective. So, uh, what are y'all guys' experience with AI art? Like, have y'all have y'all messed with that at all? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've messed with it a lot. Yeah, same. I've I've messed with uh, uh, Dolly like a lot, <laughs> making cool images and stuff. And it's it, in a way, it's getting harder to tell 
if something's made by AI, just with how much you know sample mm-hmm. samples they've got, and yeah, like yeah, yeah. Um, I played more with uh, Chat GPT uh, because you know, like I do more writing stuff, <clears throat> and I mm-hmm. actually have used it to help. Like, I need a word that rhymes with this, and I am too lazy to search for it. So, uh, can you give me a list? <laughs> And um, I yeah, haven't actually sure. published anything that has content from it in it, but I've just played around with it. Yeah, sure. I've I've messed a little bit with uh, with Stable Diffusion, uh, which you can actually run locally, um, which is a little bit different than uh, like Dolly or like ChatGPT or something mm-hmm. like that, um, because it is like you can download it, and if you have a powerful enough GPU, which mine is like borderline, mine's like one of the uh, mine's a 3050 ti so it's like the lowest like hardware like one of the lowest hardwares you can run it on uh and like get any size good sized image out of it because it's only got four gigabytes of vram but anyway um it's uh it, it's it's quite interesting um i've, I've come, i was able to come out with some really good results and some results that were kind of mid but uh uh i've, I've got a few articles uh in the doc right now uh in our shared doc um, about uh, about AI art and like its actual use, and so a lot of AI art so far I've seen has been it seemed like it's been uh, it's been just like a novelty, like it's not really something that people are using actively in like design or in like uh, stock photography or something like that. Mm. Like I know that was one of the primary concerns was like hey, like, instead of having to, like, pay for expensive stock photos, we can literally just tell this AI what we need to promote our product, and then it's going to generate it for us, and then we can use it. Uh, but so far, I haven't seen any, like, clear evidence of that actually being the case in the industry. Um, so I'm interested to uh, to see where that goes, and I hope uh, I hope uh, that that there can be some kind of balance in between uh, in between using uh, using artificial art and uh, in using human art, because uh, I think again the same thing with all AI. I think it's less useful as uh, as a replacement for humans and more useful as an uh, as a as a tool for humans as something to complement what we do. Yeah. So uh, mm-hmm. one of the I saw a YouTube video the other day about um, about uh, AI web design, and so uh, this person used uh, Midi Journey, the image generation AI, uh, to to generate a uh, user interface design, which is personally that's something like I didn't even know like you could do with uh, Mid Journey, um, and I thought that was I thought that was interesting because like that's something that's like a UI design, especially for concepts. Like that's something that is like so difficult to, uh, it's, it's so difficult to do. Like it requires often requires like an entire team. And I think that's really interesting that like we have now the potential to generate at least concepts, uh, of what art, like what UIs could look like in like just a snap of a finger. Yeah, I mean, just imagine, like, the next version of Windows or something generated by AI. (laughs) 
the next version of yeah. Linux. Amazing. <clears throat> uh, Linux is not an operating system. Linux is a kernel. Uh, well, no. <laughs> you... you're, what you're referring to as Linux is actually Are you going to Linux. quote yeah. the copy pasta? And... I'm going to quote the end. I'm not even reading it. I literally just have it memorized. It's bad. I need to get <clears throat> off the internet sometime. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, so... That's a that's a solid point. Like, w at what point does AI become not a not a um, tool but a replacement? And is that place somewhere where it's good for us to be? And personally, I would I would like I said I would I would not prefer to see that. Like, I think I think that uh, that humans. Uh, that humans are like the original artists, and I think it's not exactly fair to uh, for AI to replace humans. Uh, though I know if it becomes possible, it probably will end up happening because yeah. you know labor is expensive, and if you can get a computer to do it for free or for cheaper than a human, then yeah, go for it. So, and the answer that I would really like to actually be a valid answer is that. AI art just isn't as valuable as human-made art because it's a computer and, well, as far as we know, is it, we don't live in a dystopian world yet where computers can feel emotion. So, like, it doesn't have any emotion behind it. It's just raw words or raw music or raw pictures. So, like, really, the difference between AI art and traditionally made art is just the emotion behind it isn't there if it's AI art. Yeah, and I yeah I definitely agree with that. Um, I like what you said there about like how how like AI can't feel emotion yet. Uh, but I thought I thought this is interesting. Um, like uh, you said, you've interacted with ChatGPT a lot. Mm -hmm. I spent just a few hours playing around with it, um, and there there are so many responses where I feel like I may be completely wrong in saying this. I may sound like a conspiracy theorist, <laughs> but I feel like there's some questions that it's just programmed to answer in a certain way. That is not part of the AI itself. That is not part of uh, the actual model. So, like, if you ask it, like, do you have emotions? It simply says, I am a, I am a, uh, a robot, I am an AI created by Open, the company OpenAI to help you out with whatever you need or whatever. But if you asked just, like, the raw model itself that, then I don't know if that's the answer you get. I don't. I'm not saying that means AI has emotions, but I'm saying I I don't know how how helpful like these big models, these big language models being filtered, is because we as the public honestly don't really know like how much they know because I think there's a lot of pre-programmed responses. Yeah. Yeah. It could even be like they have a AI model on top of the other one that says, "Oh, this AI mo um, this um, query seems toxic or something like that," and then it gives back the automated response uh, before passing sure. it on and like, to the And I definitely model. understand that. I understand that because you have to have some kind of filter because you don't want people generating like explicit content or uh, just like like stuff that's just plain bad. But also. I think they've went a little further with that. I think they've added things to the filter 
that should not be filtered. Like I'd, I'd be curious to interact with like an unfiltered version of ChatGPT and see how much it actually claims to know. There was one I saw. They investigated. They did like a political alignment test for it. I thought that was cool. One second. Yeah, I've seen that before. And of course, it leans it leans very left. But like, so does the entire internet. And yeah, this mm-hmm. is not a political the podcast. The entire but, internet. Uh, yeah. But it is a. It's a very. It's a very good example of, like, the fact that it's it's going to represent its source content. It's going to represent the data that it's trained on because that's the goal of training it on that data. So if we train it on something that's primarily primarily leaning to one way or the other, it's going to lean in that direction. Yeah. So. Yep. Alrighty. So so uh so we talked a little bit about like uh how whether or not we could even consider like ai art like real art um and stuff like that so uh so that's i I don't think there's any real answer to that yet it depends on your definition of art and a lot of people have a very relative definition of art like like judah said like it's it depends on your definition of art and it depends on like do you think art is the emotion behind uh, do you think art is the emotion behind the uh, the piece, or do you think art is the piece itself? Um, and in that case, like, is it even possible for a computer to make art? Um, so it's interesting. Uh, but I'm also curious. Like, uh, there's been a lot of debate recently about the morality of artificial intelligence art. Um, so there's this article. Uh, in the BBC, um, and uh, uh, this person who the New York Times was interviewing said that art is dead, which I think is a great headline, but I don't think it's even slightly accurate because it clickbaity. <laughs> it goes back. It sounds clickbaity, but also it like it goes if you go back to like where did all this data come from to train this model? It came from artists, so. And then again, now, now you get to the point of, are you stealing data from artists? Are you stealing their work? Or are you learning from it? And can a computer actually learn? Or can a computer only be programmed and recognize patterns? So it's, it's, it's very tricky territory. And I think it's one of the most interesting debates, especially from a copyright perspective. There's been a lot of like claims of copyright infringement and um, and uh like just plain like you're stealing my work um which i think is definitely an issue uh what do y'all th- what do y'all think about that like copyright in artificial intelligence generated art honestly <clears throat> i feel like this is a very controversial opinion but i feel like um it's okay that they're taking that content uh because it's no different than if i as an artist were to go to somebody else's work and say, huh, I really like this, I want to make something that sounds like this, or looks like this, uh, and made it myself. So it, it should be applied to the same standard as we give to, like, humans, you know? See, but that's, that's, where I, that's where I get a little confused, because, like, that's the question. Like, can you hold a computer to the same standard as humans? Well, And, it, like, is it actually learning, or is it just copying the data into a large data set? That also depends on 
well for the second part that depends on how the ai is made because there's like yeah, the neural sure. link based ones uh that do the generational programming mm-hmm. uh but then there's alg- algorithmic ones i'm assuming at least if that's uh-huh. even ai um <clears throat> But it's not really the computer that needs to be held accountable. It's the people who are stealing the art, I guess. That's a fair point, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that makes sense. It's like, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I, I kind of think about it as like, there are so many music artists who use parts of older songs in their current songs. And we don't really hold them accountable <laughs> you know oh that's a great and example so actually I, i've like, never thought about that I, I don't i'm trying to think of some examples but if you go look up like there's there's this one youtube channel let me see if i can find it uh while you're doing that i want to make another comment so yeah. it also allows us to like make things that we wouldn't be able to make before so like if you like two different songs you could feed that into uh, what's the one AI one that's the music model I forgot uh, but you could feed that into there theoretically and it could come out with a mashup and it could be so much better than the original two songs together because you'd, you could hear both of the songs at the same time like it allows for new experiences that we wouldn't be able to have before or that the average person would be able to have and I would say as long as you publish the content with the idea and the disclaimer that hey this isn't really my work this is something that was uh generated itself mm-hmm. interesting it would yeah, be, that's a solid point it'd be really interesting to see somebody come out with an ai model uh that or an ai backend however you would refer to it that uh came with the explicit terms that if you used it you could only publish it like under cc or something like that yeah to where like it had... i think that's a that's a from a moral perspective, that's like that's like a really great idea. I just don't know how you would, how could you enforce that? Of course, then you would also get into the gray area of do you even have the right? Because I'm pretty sure there was like a ruling in a court that said AI art can't be owned by the company who generates it or the model that generates it, and that also uh, uh, you you'd need the right to the work in the first place in order to uh, say, hey, this gets licensed as Creative Commons or something like that. That's a good point. And again, that goes back to, does the AI, did the AI create the work or did the artist, the original artist create the work? But I think either way, if we're like the, uh, like, like the, like the person who said art is dead, uh, uh, which is, by the way, it's the guy who's uh, the guy who's known. Th- he was like the first guy that won like a major art competition. I know y'all seen this photo here. I'll yeah, the the one where he yeah in the, in the chat. The one with the people standing in front of like this large, uh, in front of this large like door circular doorway type thing. Um, but anyway, uh, so that's he's the one who said, "Art is dead." Uh, and I think that's like extremely disrespectful to say number one for a person who's for a person who won an art contest, <laughs> but also number two for someone who is profiting. Like either way, like he's profiting, whether or not the AI made it or not, he's profiting as the result of some other artist. 
I mean, I don't know who that is, but he's resulting, he's profiting based on the, the results of some other artist, which of course, again, you could argue the same thing. Like, you could always just, like, you could always just copy another artist's style and call it the same thing, but I don't know. It very much just depends on your perspective on the whole issue. Yeah. Maybe a more accurate headline for that article would have been... Go ahead. Maybe a more accurate headline for that article would have been like, art as a job is dead because art itself isn't dead because art is how we experience it because you can still hear or see something that an AI has made and uh, it can still please you, I guess, like, looking at it. Uh, But somebody isn't making money for that in theory. Yeah. yeah, that no, that's a good point. Um, yeah, that's a good point. But uh, so that's where we get like, uh, like, do you think that all possible art styles have been explored? Uh, definitely not. There are still like countless music genres to be explored, and uh, I guess it, maybe the visual things are more limited because, like, visual arts it all comes down to like the different styles. So that might be more limited, but theoretically there are still an infinite number of pieces that can be generated. It's like, I don't know if you've seen this, but there's the uh, library of Babel. I think that's what it's called. And they have the one that I generates have seen that. Yeah. The images generated based off of the random characters. It's like, see here there you go image archives yes let's see here yeah like every possible image on the on the internet is here not every possible one but every one when it's scaled down is it, to that is resolution. it not every possible one? Oh, well yeah when it's scaled down to the yeah. resolution yeah which is interesting because I wonder like how far you'd have to go to get like to get to an image that looks like anything. They do have so an image, like uh, an image search one to where it takes an input image and finds where it is in the uh, library. Wait, what? That's crazy. Yeah. Okay, it's hold up. Super cool. I want to try this now. If That's you go crazy. back to the home page and you click image search, it will let you do that. Does it have to be in that resolution? No, it can be any image. It will scale it down automatically. That's crazy. That's insane. It, again, isn't really it AI generated, but it's, I guess, it, sure. I feel like it's relevant. It's just an algorithm. No, it definitely is. Yeah, because it, it, yeah. That's insane. So then if I go... So is there like a reverse search? Like if I enter the if I enter the number, can I? Yeah. How I would think. I do that? Let's see here. Enter. I know I've done it before. Uh... Ah, enter any image location to visit that in the Babel archives. Let's see if that worked. That's crazy. That's insane. And, and that's I mean, quite impressive. If 
uh, theoretically, if you didn't care about resolution at all, you could just uh, upload all your images to something that converted them to the numbers and then just store the streams. That's what I was just thinking. <laughs> I'm going to have to... That's that's actually like a really interesting idea. I'm going to have to look into uh, look into this algorithm and like see how this works. Yeah, that's really huh, cool. Interesting. That's super cool. Thanks for showing me that. I've never I've never seen that before. Never heard of it. I've heard of live course, so like I said, I've heard of the library, but I've never heard of the image version of that. But anyway, there's lots of that's a lot of uh it's a very it's a very interesting uh it's a very interesting concept, uh to, to think about like have we explored all possible genres of art of visual arts uh, or of music or uh, of any of that which like I said I don't think we have definitely not in music I don't think personally that we have in in uh, in visual arts either uh, because I think like certain aesthetics like um, certain aesthetics and styles because that's the real thing like yeah AI can create art but like if you, like an AI at the moment doesn't have the ability to create a style. Yeah, because it can yeah, like only it, it create can only it's based, based itself on. on existing styles. It can mix styles and it can use existing styles, uh, but it cannot. Uh, it cannot create styles. There really so aren't all art styles. Art just isn't fully dead. Aren't all art styles just like mixtures of past ones in reality? <laughs> yes, but I think also there are mixtures that haven't been tried yet, and I'm, I think. I don't know if the I don't know if AI would have the ability to do that, um, so I don't know. It's debatable. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So that's that's kind of the AI art debate, and of course we don't have a conclusion to that because the, who knows, like who knows where it's going to go? Who knows how the U.S. government's going to feel about it? Who knows how world governments are going to feel about it? Who knows how artists are going to deal with it? Uh, it may honestly it may even result in like in driving up prices of like physical paintings and stuff like that uh who knows yeah mm -hmm. it's a very interesting thing and i'll definitely be following it very closely well we have reached one of my favorite segments of the podcast we have reached the music section probably uh, the so best section again we kind of just go through <laughs> The, the best, best section. section. See, I'm okay. So I'm also. I've also been thinking. I don't know if you any of y'all listen to scra the scratch running podcast, but they've got uh, they've got the soda section, the soda segment they call it, uh, with clabs, with uh, user clabs, and uh, it's it's absolutely hilarious. So I'm thinking maybe next episode I'm gonna try to find. Not I'm obviously not gonna copy because that's stealing, and I love the SR cast. I love what they do, but uh, I would love to find something like very like weird and like this doesn't belong in this podcast uh so i don't know something that, like very random and funny that we could do is like a uh, bi-weekly segment as well uh but anyway back to the music segment ethan why don't you tell us what have you been listening to yeah no so i've i've actually been listening to i there was this tiktok talk that blew up i don't know if you guys saw it but it was just some guy uh rapping over these other two dudes playing guitar and singing. Uh, it was called Destination. <laughs> this is by Crash Adams. It's really nice. All good. You're good. Uh, Destination is a really good one. And then there's another one called Give Me a Kiss. That one's really good too. Uh, but like they're, they're just so good. 
So it's Crash Adams, like another one of these like TikTokers. He turned into a uh, overnight sensation. Uh, he turned into like a legitimate musician. I, I I can't tell. I I haven't looked too deeply into it. If I'm being honest, I just know those songs are amazing. Okay. <laughs> so like, like they're Fair. really good. Okay. I highly recommend. Very cool. Uh, Judo, are you back? Yeah, sorry. My brother came in to give me a candle. <laughs> okay, no, so... No, all good. Cool. Uh, what have you been listening to? So, I think it was last week, um, I got a notification from Spotify that Hans Zimmer released a new soundtrack, and I always love his soundtracks. Ah. He released the Frozen yes. Planet 2 soundtrack, and I especially like it because uh, parts of the songs have vocals by Aurora in it, so it's very... Uh, Ah, that's cool. It feels similar to like some of the instrumental soundtracks from Frozen Two, but way better because they're by Hans Zimmer. That's like a great. That's like a mashup I'd like to hear if they took the Frozen soundtrack except Hans Zimmer. Ooh, someone should I make that. I would hundred percent listen to that. I would a hundred percent listen to that. Okay, and then there's another one. I was looking through songs for making a playlist. And I discovered the song Starbright by Davin, and uh, I feel like it was released a while ago, probably. Uh, but I really like it. It's a uh, future bass style. So uh, if you're interested, go listen to it, because it's really good. I like that it combines the... At the beginning, is like instrumental guitar, and then it slowly builds up. And it has a really good story. And then one more that I found, I was looking through, I think I was on Wikipedia for some reason, and I was looking at Lindsey Sterling's album Artemis, and I discovered uh, that there were some songs that were on the album that weren't on Spotify because they were released exclusively. Uh, Ah. I think it was like to Target or something. And... So, of course, I was able to find it on YouTube because people like doing piracy. <laughs> and, <laughs> Fair point. Uh, yes, we do. Torchbringer by Lindsey Sterling is pretty good. It, I can't remember. I, I, I put this on here last night, and I can't remember which one this is. Uh, I think this one has like classical and dubstep elements, so it's really good. And that's yeah, cool. That's okay. music I've listened to recently. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, she's a she's a really good artist. Okay, very neat. Like, really good. Yeah, yeah. Her stuff, some of her stuff is good. Oh, I really like Lindsay um, Lindsay Sterling's song uh, "Lose You Now." I don't know if either of you have heard it. That's a good, that's but it's a, like that's one a, of my that's favorite songs. Not. That's a good one. I especially love that it continues her older song uh, "Guardian." It's really nice. That's interesting. Very cool. I like it. Very cool. Well, I have been, well, I say I've been listening to it. I've been listening to a ton of stuff. I listen to music like 24 7. Uh, and if you follow me on Spotify, you already know that. But <laughs> anyway, uh, one of my favorite favorite bands is uh, that I haven't talked about yet is, wait, have I talked about them yet? Let me check real quick. No, I have not. Okay. Uh, the Family Crest. Uh, so they are a, God, I don't even know how, how to describe them. Uh, it's very much, so it's like, think, like, I guess, orchestral rock, um, but, like, 
It's like it's like cinematic orchestral pop rock, and it is absolutely top notch. So it's like you have songs that are like have like electric guitar and like trap set and stuff like that and like good vocals uh but then they've also got violin and cello and strings and like a full orchestra and you've got horns and trombones and tubas and trumpets and french horns and it's absolutely amazing um it is they have got a ton of great songs uh, they their their most famous albums are the war act one and act two uh both of which are very long very good albums um and I can highly recommend both of those. Um, if you want a good taste from their sound, from the, of their sound, uh, "To Love You" uh, by Family Crest is top notch. Um, but also, like the lead vocalist, his voice is just like very pure, um, and it his range is insane. I don't know, a lot of stuff I could say about it, but go listen to it. It's top notch stuff. It's very enjoyable. Yeah, Family Crest is top notch, and most of the stuff is clean too. So, uh, it's yeah, it's definitely highly recommended. Most of it. <laughs> well, as always, this has been the New Creators Podcast, and with uh, Micah, Ethan, and Judah, and uh, hopefully uh, next episode we'll have uh, Sean back. There's also a possibility that uh, Perrin and his brother will be able to return to talk about uh, some robotics-related stuff. And um, we also have a Discord server at discord.michaelinley.com. If you're not already in that, then go take a look there and join the server. Come say hello. And uh, yeah, uh, my name is Micah. I'm Ethan. And I'm Judah. All right. We'll see you in the next one.